Welcome to the Salmon Poetry Podcast. Salmon Poetry is an Irish publisher based in Ennis Diamond, County Clare, home to our bookshop and literary centre. You can find our titles and new projects on www.salmonpoetry.com. Salmon Poetry is supported by the Arts Council of Ireland. My name is Kevin Higgins. And today I'm reading from my most recent Salmon Poetry collection, Ecstatic. And this first poem is called Heaven, and it's after the Chinese-American poet Kathy Song. It's uh, about when we lived in Coventry in England when I was between the ages of three and seven. And I've never previously written a poem about that time at all, even though I, in my head, it's always the kind of idyllic part of my childhood. Although there was absolutely nothing really idyllic about the English West Midlands and the stuff that was going on there at all in the uh, early 1970s. But that's how I remember it. So I uh, used her poem as a framework to write my own poem about at this time, Heaven, after Cathy's song. I think when we die, I go back to Coventry, a version where it's permanently 1973, where my cousin Mary is permanently five and not yet our accountant. We play cowboys and Indians with small plastic figurines who ride tiny plastic horses, and the world is exactly as it should be, where I'm permanently the miniature man in the passenger seat of my dad's van as we roar up the A45 to our weekly Thursday evening shop at the one stop on the verge of Birmingham, where I'm permanently playing for the first time, Sean South of Gary Own, slightly out of sync with the others on my new button accordion on the big stage at the Kerrymans Club, where I'm permanently tumbling backwards through the kitchen door's glass for the Sunday evening entertainment of the entire family and acquiring the one scar that's on the outside, where the old lady at the end of our street is permanently putting vote conservative in her front window and I have no need to hate her. The car factories down the road, Rolls-Royce, Chrysler, Jaguar, are in any case permanently ruining every other day for her by walking all out on a show of hands. The Secretary of State for Education is permanently Margaret Hilda Thatcher, and despite her technically being in charge of boys my size, I've never heard of her, where I'm permanently learning my first few fuckle in preparation for our return to the place mom and dad call home. I'm permanently correcting my tutor for putting County Clare in the wrong province of Connacht. And at the age of barely six, I'm disgustingly pleased with myself, where everyone in our family is still miraculously talking to everyone else. And the world is permanently as it should be. The second poem I'll read inspired by a failed attempt to uh, go to the UK in 2008. 
2019 and for a political campaign, as it turns out. But the Ryanair flight was cancelled. And of course, they didn't tell us until long after they knew, as usual. And in the queue to the help desk, I began writing this poem. And I had with me an anthology of Italian poetry from the 20th century in translation. I was reading Primo Levi's poem for Adolf Eichmann, who was a bit worse than Michael O'Leary, I agree. But nevertheless, this is for Michael O'Leary after Primo Levi. You are everywhere, and when it matters, nowhere. O Lord of this cancelled flight, all across a continent, the bodies pile up at Ryanair help desks, while you are home talking to your horses, who are grateful they at least will never have to travel Ryanair. I don't want you taken to the termination chamber some here are building for you, or pulled apart before a jeering crowd by the four of your own racehorses with the most unresolved anger management issues. May you live to be a thousand years old and spend your remaining 942 years sweating in a queue to speak to a red-faced girl at a Ryanair help desk. Let your every night be Sunday and it always be December. May you be late to the deathbed and cremation of your favourite uncle and his remains be delivered to you while you're still here in this queue in a clear plastic bag with a hole in it for which you will naturally be charged. And when you open your mouth and a complainy word shoots out, may the Chilean secret police instantly appear and tell you with their eyes and their drooling Alsatian's eyes to cut that out or your slug tongue will no longer be yours to wiggle. And when your time here is done, may you be peeled, tied and spread-eagled across your own help desk and two fat blokes from Chipping Ongar be paid to sprinkle pollen all over you and then release the bees. So that's a nice positive thought there for anyone who has difficulties travelling Ryanair even before the Dublin airport, issues that there have been lately. This last poem that I'll read, it's for my friend James, who I knew in England in many political campaigns. I kind of worked to get him involved in those things back in 1990, long ago. And he lived in Galway then, moved from the UK uh, in the late 90s for a brief time and then moved to Germany. And James, uh, his cousin, was in touch with me about nine years ago to ask me if I'd seen him. And I hadn't, and I hadn't heard from him. And I'd used to get one phone call every, sometimes even every couple of years about what was going on, and I hadn't. And uh, they hadn't heard from him, and they still haven't. So we're presuming that James is no longer with us, very, very sadly. I know that even more so because I know that with all the crazy turn the world has taken in the last, say, seven or eight years, he would have phoned me and said, Kev, what do you make of what's going on? 
and this is for him. Past. Past clicks a jar of the box you thought you'd locked it in and starts walking in your direction. Under its arm, it carries a kitten you thought long dead, which is delighted to see you and licks your hand in the hope of butter or salt. Past fishes your friend out of whichever European river he went into and deletes the message you got from his cousin asking if you've seen him. His hair still the same, Judas Iscariot red, yours its increasingly inferior imitation of its ex-self. You talk hours about coming revolution, which like the kitten you remember burying, but which now magically offers you an open, opening, comradely hand. Past takes its spade and digs up your old defeats, offers to turn them into victories if you're prepared to gamble on losing again and pain which even now haunts like the tooth you tried but failed to extract yourself.